welcome to what I'm going to call a bonus episode of A1 Rediscovering Film. I'm Juan, your host, of course. And just up front, a disclaimer. If you're living in an area, in a climate that's experiencing lousy weather, you might not want to listen to this. So it's a sunny, somewhat windy day in San Diego, California, and I'm actually recording this outside using my phone, um, and that's why I wanted to warn you, because I know uh, back in my old hometown of Chicago, the weather has been very strange. A couple of baseball games have been postponed due to inclement weather. I uh, caught a glimpse of some of the highlights from a Boston Marathon that was run earlier today and uh, I guess this was the coldest uh, weather they've ever had for that event so my heart goes out to those of you who are experiencing this lousy weather where I am well spring begins in February so um, no I'm not doing this to just rub that in I just wanted to do a show today um, with some random ruminations um I've been listening to other film photography related podcasts and I've noticed that they're among all the other topics uh, that will come up a recent consistent theme has been a concern about the state of film photography specifically the availability of film <clears throat> as you know uh, the um, Fuji just announced that they are, well, announced over the last several months, they have been uh, eliminating some of their film. I guess they, uh, in fact, frankly, it affects me because um, the first rolls of film that I purchased when I started my journey was a four-pack of 24 exposure rolls of Superior Extra 200 ISO film that I got for eight bucks on Amazon. I'm thinking, well, that, that was a great deal at the time. Not realizing that, and again, because this is also new to me, not even, I wasn't even thinking about, you know, availability of film and stuff. I figured, well, I can always order it from Amazon or eBay, and it'll always be there, and it, you buy it in the multi-roll packs, it'll be relatively cheap. Well, <clears throat> I should have gotten a hint when I placed that first order because they're uh, on the page on Amazon where I ordered it from, uh, in parentheses, after the description of the film, it said discontinued by manufacturer. So I'm like, okay, well, is this film fresh or is it going to be expired when I get it? Turns out the film was fresh. Um, but I should have gotten the hint then that something was up as far as film availability goes. Now, on the flip side of things, of course, Kodak has introduced some new films. Just recently, they announced the... Uh, the uh, was it the the, the T Max 3200P film, uh, black and white film, which uh, seems to be getting rave reviews. I've seen some uh, YouTube reviews and read some online blogs about it. Uh, folks who purchased it and tested it and uh, saying good things about it. Um, some comparison videos between um, the um, the Kodak film and uh, Ilford's um, Delta 3200. Um, interesting comparisons. Um, just from what I've seen, of course, I haven't done it myself, so, you know, my results may vary. Lean more toward the look of the Kodak. So, the fact that Kodak is introducing film, and of course, they've, they talked about bringing back Ektachrome, 
which uh, hasn't happened yet, but it is definitely on the docket, as they say. Um, those are good signs, but on the flip side, there's Fuji and the fact that they're pulling back. A uh, lot of speculation as to why. Um, Fuji's a big corporation, and uh, they do a lot of, of course, they do digital photography. Some, you know, they got a great lineup of digital cameras, and um, they've also got the Instax instant cameras. Uh, and so, and apparently those are very successful too. I don't understand why. Um, I shouldn't say that because I know there are probably some Instax fans out there and instant photography fans in general. People who are into Polaroid uh, and all the things that have been happening with Polaroid of of late the whole developments with Polaroid Originals and the new one-step camera and all that sort of thing. Never been a real big fan of instant photography, even though I can appreciate the charms. I don't know that that's something that I would necessarily want to add to, you know, my uh, bag of tricks. I could be wrong, again, because this is all new to me and I'm learning and growing, relearning to an extent in some ways. Um... I don't know if, if instant photography is in my future or not. I don't rule it out. I just don't know right now. But the concern about film not being available <clears throat> is understandable. And it's hard to tell at this point where it's all going to go because this whole film revival thing that's happened over the past few years, and I've, I've alluded to in previous podcasts, I wasn't even aware that there was this whole film revival happening because I wasn't even thinking about this until a little less than a year ago when some things changed in my life and I was looking for something else to latch on to, a creative outlet. Um, I, uh, you know, just wasn't aware. So I understand the concerns, but there seems to be, for each type of film that Fuji discontinues. It seems like there's Kodak and other uh, manufacturers who are putting out, you know, films that could replace it. Uh, maybe not all the formats, maybe not all the uh, <clears throat> different varieties that might have been available at once, but it is seem it does seem to be encouraging that there are others who are kind of, you know, stepping up to the plate and filling in the gaps. Now, again, you know, I'm not an expert. I'm just kind of spewing my random thoughts here, uh, I would be encouraged and hopeful that, you know, if this film thing continues to grow like it seems to be, that, and it's already grown, I mean, it's, it's like I said, I just had no idea this was all going on. But uh, me personally, I'm not worried about film availability there be some film stocks and things that now I haven't, you know, personally I haven't shot a lot of different film stocks, so I haven't, you know, developed any preferences at this point. You know, I, you know, I'm just like trying to learn how to do photography, and it's kind of like, well, right now any film will do as long as it's cheap. So I don't feel like I'm wasting anything. Um, the availability of cheap film now—that's my concern. You know, the, within a couple of months after I purchased that first four-pack of Fuji Superior, that price of those rolls went up like $3. And uh, my second four-pack was a, a four-pack of Fuji 400 Superior that I got for, I think it was 9 bucks because my uh, the, the 200 had gone up from 
eight bucks to eleven, almost twelve bucks. So I thought, well, no, let's lose some money. Let me try the four. I'll do the four hundred. So I got that. Now that's like been discontinued, and those prices have gone up. So my concern is the availability of cheap film more so than the availability of film in general. Um. Couple other things I wanted to just sort of express my random views on, my own personal views. I mean, again, I'm not you know preaching from the mount or anything. I'm just、uh, just ruminating. I had some time to kill, and it's a beautiful day here in San Diego. I shouldn't mention that if you've got snow falling on you.、Um, bunch of baseball games postponed because of snow, and it's just that's unfortunate, you know. Uh, but I, again, I spent—I was born and raised and spent most of my life in Chicago, so I know what that can be like sometimes. It just seems like, for some reason, this year, this early spring, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of early spring in lots of parts of the country. So, anyway,、um, as I've mentioned in previous、uh, podcasts, I. I I've got a number of cameras. Not a lot. I think I've got like,、um, and as far as the ones that are working, <laughs> it's an even smaller number.、Uh, I have two Canon A1s. One has shutter squeak. I don't use it. I just keep it as a backup. The other one's working wonderfully.、Um, I've got a Canon T70 that was like unbelievable. Got it for ten bucks. It works great.、Uh, a Canon FTB, which I'm going to be talking about in the next episode in detail. That shouldn't be working, but somehow it keeps soldiering along. It just amazes me.、Um, got two dead Konica Auto S2 rangefinders, which both arrived DOA.、Um, a Minolta Hymatic 7S that's in wonderful shape, except for a cloudy viewfinder. Hymatic E, a compact, you know, fully automatic,、uh, except for the focusing, of course, rangefinder that I absolutely love. Um, a Yashica Electro 35 GSN, as you know, I mentioned that one in a, a pre- I did a previous episode dedicated to that, and、um, I、um, and a couple of point and shoots,、um, auto ex- auto focus cameras,、uh, Canon AF 35 ML and an auto,、uh, Minolta Hymatic AF 2. And、uh, did an episode on the AF 2、uh, when I discovered that.、Uh, Slow shutter speed quick、uh, quirk or trick that was undocumented, not mentioned in the manuals or anything. So, this has been kind of an interesting, fun journey. And、uh, as I mentioned in my very first episode, I had no idea that this was all happening right under my nose、uh, because my focus wasn't there. Would, the, getting into film photography was just something that started appealing to me, and. So I thought, well, okay, let's get into this. And then, as I start to research, everything's like, hey, there's this whole film community out there, which is kind of cool. So there's all this information and resources, and people doing this stuff and learning this stuff, and 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 sharing information and tips and tricks, and it's it's been really really cool. I almost feel like even though I'm not interacting directly. With any other photographers yet, I I've got access to all these resources just via the internet, and that's cool. And for those of you who are out there doing this, walking the walk and talking the talk and doing your thing, keep on doing it because you've all been really really helpful to me. 
and uh, I appreciate all of your efforts because it's certainly been a, a, a lot of great information to help me get started and to figure out where I'm going to go with this whole photography thing. Um, also, <laughs> this podcast doesn't have much listenership yet. I'm hoping that'll grow. And again, I'm keeping the original, the first couple, three podcasts, I'm going to keep all my old podcasts available because I want to refer from them time to time as I get better because I want to know where I've been to help me get better at this to make things more interesting and worthwhile for you, those of you listeners. Few, one. <laughs> even if there's just one listener, even no listeners out there, I'm going to keep on doing this until I find some reason why I shouldn't. And hopefully it'll be helpful to someone out there. And hopefully you'll have fun listening and as much fun as I, as I have doing these things. And um, share a little bit more about me and my journey. So... With that, I'm going to wrap things up for now. And again, next time, we're going to talk about that uh, Canon FTB, the Black Knight from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, or the Energizer Bunny, whichever one you prefer. Takes a licking, keeps on ticking, Timex watches, there's another one. <laughs> That's what this FTB is all about. And you'll know why next time. In the meantime, go out there and shoot some great pictures, and uh, I'll see you.